Lousy. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Fly Sweep Podcast, partnered with RaiderRamble.com. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about Carr and Brady once again, uh, talking about some of Gruden and Mayock's comments at the uh, NFL Combine, and then we're going to be talking a little bit about some cornerbacks and free agency. But first things first, Jose, how we doing, my friend? It's been a while. Just a little bit, just a, just a little, little quick hiatus with all the... Yeah. More Brady rumors as usual. It's kind of funny how what Chris did, and now everyone's tying in, tying in on it. I know, man. Like I like I <laughs> tweeted out the other day. Did did Chris out scoop Shefty on our show? <laughs> he did I that mean, last year too. He was talking about the Raiders need to go for A B, and nobody was talking about it. Then all of a sudden, a month later, Raiders trade for A B, and I was like, what the hell? And, you know, Chris, Chris, how how would I say, it? Chris, Chris Adamus? That's Chris, no, that wouldn't work that way. Weisterdamus? Weisterdamus. That works better. Yeah, that works better. (laughs) Weisterdamus. That That works out so much better. That's just perfect for him. Yeah. If he makes it. it If he signs Brady, he's going to have to change it to that. Yeah, we should. We should make (laughs) him say that. Chris, if you're you're listening to this, you have to change or Just do it for one preview. Change your handle to Christerdamus or Weisterdamus. (laughs) I'll make sure sure you're listening. I'll make sure to relay that to him. He has to do that. (laughs) For sure. Well, first things first, We I know we keep talking about it, we keep harping on it, but let's be honest, it's the biggest news coming out of of Raider World in general right now is what the hell is going on with Tom Brady and what the hell is going on with Derek Carr. I mean, I tell you, man, I keep saying this, you know, Chris and I, we talk about it quite a bit. I feel like as each day goes by, I'm getting a little bit, like, it's a little bit closer to me thinking that Brady's going to become a Raider. Obviously, still have no idea, but it just seems like Every day we get a little piece of nugget or a little nugget that kind of starts to sway me yesterday or two days ago, depending on when you're listening listening to this. We had the Julian Edelman saying he's coming back and Brady saying he's not. And we had, uh, I don't know if you saw this one there, Jose, but uh, good old Darren Carr had a little tweet that he uh, rescinded later <laughs> on the same day about one man's trash being another man's treasure. I don't know, man. What are you thinking? I still don't think Brady and no chance in hell he's coming to the Raiders. I just I just don't see it, man. Maybe it's just because, you know, it's not even a recency bias thing. It's just an overall collective. The Raiders don't get these type of players. <laughs> you know, they just don't. And I just can't keep seeing like, damn, why the hell would Brady want to come all the way out here? He's an, he's an East Coast cat now, man. He's not West Coast. This fool done, he done erased his ties from the West Side from here in San Mateo way years ago. You know, I just, I don't know. It's just. It just isn't aligned with my perspective, and of course, like, of course, anything can happen. I just, I'm just gonna s- straight up say it's just, I just see no way in hell. But I mean, you know, you mentioned about it's just always in the news, and it's gonna be something that no one, you know, we can't just not talk about it because everyone's yeah. talking about it, not just Raiders and Patriots fans. It's, it's NFL news. We're talking about the goat, you know, the yeah. greatest quarterback of all time, if not greatest NFL player of all time. And this guy, I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm honestly, it's with all the comments that Mayock is saying and Gruden is saying about, you know, when they support Carr, but they're also leaving that little pathway. I mean, you know, you have a good, a good one side of Raider nation saying, Hey, you know, you see they're supporting Derek Carr. And then another side saying, see, he's shopping Carr. And then it's, it, it, it's not one side or the other. It really is just the middleman here. It's like, Hey, you know, we think he's, think he's pretty good, but you know, he, he's not, he's not 
locked in on our heads as the future, which is yeah. something, you know, me and you have talked about, like, he's definitely, we don't see him as a future. He's not someone who's going to get better. You know, how many times have we said he is who he is? And I mean, yeah. with Brady, it's also like, well, how much, how much better are you going to get with Brady? I mean, you're not going to get old school peak Brady that he was like the last like five years. Cause he did, he did take some massive steps back this year. And I know people want to talk about, well, Gronk retired, you know, Edelman in and out of the lineup, you know, lack of weapons and stuff like that. But yeah, okay. I understand that. I do think he's, he's better than Derek. And it'd be nice to see like some hype around this team for the first time. For, like hopefully this year, if they do get Brady, which would be dope. Then you also got, you know, consider maybe someone sitting behind him. You know, you, you look at players who did sit behind Brady, like Jacoby Brissett or Garoppolo, and that would be something that would be great for this team. They need a future. And, you know, picking 12 and 19, you know, they need a quarterback, but it's not as glaring as a need, which that's yeah. why maybe getting Brady would help because that way that 12 and 19 player, you can focus on straight defense or a wide receiver. Then you have pieces to prop up a future piece. I mean, I, I, I don't know, man. It's just it's just three weeks away already. We just need this. We just need this here because I just – it's and this this all needs to get dispelled at this point. I know. I I do feel like we need to have like one of those things. It's like a, a big leak. I don't. I mean, the tampering <laughs> rules that people want to bring up. I I don't think the NFL actually gives a shit about tampering. It's no. it seems pretty damn obvious. It's not like the NBA. But as far as why Brady would want the Raiders, I mean, there's obviously it's a it's an organization that hasn't had a lot of success, especially compared to the Patriots in the last twenty years. But and I mean, Chris pointed this out too. Is like. He'd come here, he'd have a better offensive line than when he has New England. When Brady was at his best is when he had Aaron Hernandez and Gronk uh, playing together, and he'd have a pretty damn good tight end and Darren Waller. Foster Moreau, granted, got a comeback from the injury, who put together a pretty impressive campaign in, in his rookie year. And he'd have a good receiving back in Josh Jacobs, which is kind of like what he had in James White. Mm-hmm. You know, if then again, and in uh, Jalen Richard too, then again, we've got to see Gruden dial up more plays for that. Yeah. You know, I think the biggest question would be obviously the defense, which regardless of who's the quarterback needs to be addressed, like you said, anyway. And I mean, I do think there is some truth in it. What was it last year, two years ago, when there was this kind of rift or the, the reports that there was this rift between oh, yeah. Brady and Belichick, where I do think Brady and a, a little bit of him want, has that ego where he just wants to kind of dispel that and to put the one thing or take away the one black mark on his legacy mm-hmm. is that, you know, he can't do it without Belichick. I feel like he could want to go to the Raiders and that, try and try and do that, or maybe not with the Raiders, or at least somewhere else, and try and uh, you know kind of put those rumors to rest. But it's I like I said, man, every day, and maybe it's just because the offseason, maybe I have blind hope, like you said, not Raiders don't typically end up getting the sexy free agent anyway. But I just get this like feeling. I swear to God, like every day it goes up like one percent that I think Brady's gonna be a Raider. Like I don't know, man. I feel like I'm at like maybe fifty one percent. We'll say we'll, we'll simple majority. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, but, well, I'll say this for sure. If, if he wants to be a Raider, he's going to be a Raider. It's it's uh, that simple. And it's exactly what I mean. It's exactly what Chris and a pod and look, even Vic Tafer at the athletics saying like, hey, they're not they're not yeah. really trying to shop cars. It's just they really want Brady because they know. I mean, that says a lot. The fact that they want a 43 year old over a 29 year old guy. It's, you know, yeah, it just shows that, I mean, you know, it's hey, like you we said. know. It's like you said, like. We kind of know what car is at this mm-hmm. point. It's not like, it's not like car has got this like huge ceiling that we're waiting to untap. It's not like, getting better. It's, yeah, it's like he is who he is. We know he needs the great situation. When he has a good situation, he's good. But we know Brady can do pretty damn well. We Brady's a six-time Super Bowl champion for a while for a reason, and it's not like he's had a whole bunch of 
studs at wide receivers. He had Randy Moss that one year, but that didn't even give him a ring. I mean, granted, they broke records, but like it's just like you said, like Carr is who he is. So yeah, there's a big age gap, but they've kind of both hit their ceiling, and Brady's ceiling's a little bit higher. Brady's in a two store house. Carr's in a yeah. Carr's a single story. I'll say this, so I'm not just totally just axing him. I mean, personally, I just hate always going in the reverse direction of terms of age and like future, which I mean, it's something I think if you're going to be a Raider fan or someone that covers the Raiders, you're going to have to accept that Gruden's always going to go for the older yeah. veteran guy. Cause we've already, we've already, we already explained that train. I mean, with Brady though, I will say if, if it's not the, if it's not the skill that's dramatically better, it's for sure. His like passion just want to win yeah, mentality. You know, you, there's some things you're not going to see a ton of give up plays. I know, I know I saw there's like a stat out there that Brady had the most throwaways, but a little context is needed for those throwaways. I mean, yeah. I'm pretty sure he's not just dirting balls on fucking third down or fourth down and just saying, Oh, screw it. I give up. You know, he's he's going to light a fire under his team's ass. And if he says something, his team's going to respond. Yeah. Derek Carr says something. No one's going to respond like, Derek, what the hell are you talking about? You just threw that ball down, dude. That people forget how much that like says to your teammates. Like, what the hell? Let's imagine being on the defense. If I was on the defense and I saw my quarterback like, all right, we have a chance and he can convert it. And he just throws it away without even trying to like be like, hey, I'm going to try for this and if not whatever. But at least I tried. If I yeah. saw that, I'm pissed off. Like, what the hell does the guy just do? He's supposed to be a captain. He's wearing that C on his chest, and he's over <laughs> here giving up like a backup player. What kind of yeah. crap is that? So that's the thing that's, that's so infuriating. And I've honestly, I've never seen from a starting caliber quarterback. And the fact that there's no defending that, and it's just ridiculous. So at least with Brady, you know he's going to come out roaring. He's going to be juiced, even if they do give him that overpaid money, which is probably the best chance they have of getting him. <laughs> at least they know, like, hey, you're going to overpay, I'm sure. He is older, and obviously there's no future there. But at least you know for a season, maybe two, you're gonna get someone who's gonna drive, who's gonna have, who's gonna resemble that fire as Gruden. And that's something Carr doesn't have. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Brady definitely has probably one of the more, it's one of the more fiery players in the NFL, especially at quarterback. And I mean, to add a little bit of context to what you're talking about with the throwaways. I mean, Brady's offensive line was god awful last year. They were starting Marshall Newhouse at one point <laughs> at left tackle, like. So, I mean, I think that's part of where the throwaways come to add a little bit of context to it. But and like you said, I mean, I just think that what Gruden wants in a quarterback is that fire, you know, that we saw with Gannon. And obviously Carr hasn't shown that quite as much, whereas Brady is a fire, fiery dude. So that's where I think that the the connection is with with him, at least from Gruden's perspective, what he would like a little bit better. But on some sort of a similar topic, we've had a couple quotes from both Gruden and Mayock uh, this week. I think you touched on it a little bit earlier at the Combine, where basically what they're saying is, we like Derek, you think he's a good player, but they're also throwing in that we're evaluating every position. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they're while that, that doesn't... Yeah, yeah, exactly. While it doesn't mean... you know, it, Like you said, I think people want things to be one way or the other. And really, it is just something in the middle, in the middle of ground, or, or it is just a middle ground, mm-hmm. where, like, basically, what they're saying, what that says to me is, you know, we just think Derek is average, which, which is what we've been saying. You know, you don't hear Bill O'Brien from the Texans saying that they're looking for another quarterback. The Texans aren't tied to Jordan Love or any of the other quarterbacks in the in the uh, uh, in the draft or the Chiefs too. Why? Because they have franchise quarterbacks. So, curious for exactly. your, your thoughts. It's always a good thing to compare. Like, all right, that's what people got to remember. Like, hey, compare 
it's not always something it's not always you know black and blue black and white whatever people want to compare let's it's not always one thing or the other it's always like a good gray area and i mean in this case like all right what they're saying these good things about him but also saying leaving a pathway open like hey we're we're not fully committed to him but we are committed i'm semi-committed yeah so there's a middle area okay well let's look at who else may have some you know, not not an elite quarterback, but like, hey, they're not backing down for them. I mean, look, one one instance, look, the 49ers haven't Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch. They were getting grilled with questions at the combine about like, hey, do you judge him Garoppolo off that crappy fourth quarter he had? Or, you know, he wasn't able to carry him too often. And they were like, no, absolutely ridiculous. We we totally believe in this guy for the future. And all they kept defending was his first year. I mean, you know, teams like that, then there's they're not leaving a way out. They had no, they had no idea of th- or inclination of, hey, we're not moving on for this guy. You know, the Raiders, hey, we're, yeah. we are moving, and even even the Bears, I think, I don't even think they're believing a way out, even though um, they should. Too much. Yeah, the Bears, are, the I mean, from what I've seen, the Nagy has been like in full support of Trubisky. Yeah, which, man. Like, think I mean, about like, that. like, yeah, that's that's crazy, and I mean, I think it's a. And I mean, even if you look at like what the Bucks are doing, the Bucks are more forward about it, but they're like actively not like trashing Jameis, but they're basically saying we like him. They're kind of saying the same things about Carr, where they're saying we like him, but if we can get better, we're going to. We think there are better options. They're just being more direct. I mean, but I mean, the thing I always think of when I see these comments too is like, what do you expect them to say? Because if they are looking to get mm-hmm. rid of him, then they're going to trade him. So if they go out and trash him in the media, what do you think is going to get brought up in the negotiation for a trade? Mm-hmm. And if they do stick with him, well, then you why would you stick with a quarterback that you just spent all offseason trashing and hurting his confidence? It's like wh- like they're not really going to say anything negative in yeah. February or, or early March. You know what I mean? Like it's like what do you expect them to say? They never take never take with these you know, with the brass of a team, front office coaches ever take for face value, especially from the Raiders. There's some there's some coaches, some personnel people that you can actually, you know, take a little take away like some of it as truth. But for the Raiders, they're like the top of the list of, as number one bullshitters. You know, I mean, both of them are TV guys. And if anyone, you know, of course, Gruden, some, I hope no one needs explanation. No one runs with whatever he says and just takes it as something legit. He's never revealing his hand. And he's I feel and. I feel like sometimes he didn't even know what his hand is. He's just going, he's just going with the flow type of guy. You know, we, we can talk about how irrational he is. I mean, they're never, these people are never going to say what they want. It's all window dressing, you know, post game, pregame, everything like that. That's why it's like, like, all right, did you hear what he said in this presser? You know, it's like, yeah, I did. But you know, a lot of it's just window dressing. You know, you can, you can only sustain your image when you speak. You, you can never make it better. You can only either sustain it or hurt it. So, I mean, that's why it's like I personally not someone who likes to watch too much pressers and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, that's, that's a nice little interesting quote. And I guess it's it's something to keep in the back of your head, but not something you just, all right, let's just hold on to that, run away with it. Like, no, you know, things are going to change. They're saying at that moment, at that time, it's not always going to hold weight in the future or even the next day for all we know. Like Bruce yeah. Arians, like you just said, they're forward about it. I mean, that's probably because James is obviously a free agent and it sounds mm-hmm. like they're not yeah. even use the franchise on him. And Bruce mm-hmm. Arians just throughout. That's someone who has. You can just look at his history. He's yeah. always said what the no hell he BS. wants. He doesn't care. So that's why I feel like you can take the most for him as as a face value and not too, so much as like a grain of salt. 
And he's just he's just up front. He's like, hey, man, this is what it is. Like, I don't care. Like, I know I'm a good coach and I'm being honest with you guys about this stuff. So, I mean, certain coaches, you know, Kyle Shanahan's one of them. Matt Nagy straight up. That guy is always forward about it. And I mean, he probably deep down. I mean, even he chewed out Trubisky, I think, a few times in some pressers this yeah. year. And the fact he's still doing that, I think he just, you know, for whatever reason, he believes in him. And it's just, yeah, the number one thing. Raiders, that's not a team you're going to want to run away with quotes. If they defend a player like, hey, I really like this guy, or like, no, he's done yeah. so much. I mean, I know people compared quotes of what he said to Max Crosby, Mayock did. I, I freaking love the guy, or whatever he says, and then yeah. talks about Carr. Oh, he's good, but, you know, we're valuing everything. You know, that right there is a nice tell, but once again, something you don't want to run away with. Of course, he's yeah. going to say he loves Max Crosby. They just drafted the guy. <laughs> you know, they just drafted him. They want to yeah. keep propping up. He's not someone that's going to have that's going to get traded. Who the hell gets traded after one year, especially like that, whatever yeah. round he got drafted in, you know, no one's going to, we're going to talk about that versus a quarterback who is supposedly going to probably be on his way out. I mean, yeah, yeah just don't ever, no one to stop taking everything with these people say for granted. Yeah. I mean, and then to address like, you know, from the media perspective, the reason why you ask the question is to get those quotes like you're talking about before. Like if you don't ask, exactly. you don't get that chance. And then you don't get that, uh, that publicity and whatnot, which is ultimately what you're looking for when you're, Putting together these stories. Yeah, don't let them get it. Don't let them get off the hook. You gotta still keep yeah. the pressure on them and make them say something because you never. They could say something. They yeah, could exactly. say something out of pocket that you could run away with and just keep propping up. Exactly, that's the media's job. But yeah, you know, once again, they they all know it's a show. You know, even the players know that too. They just say, you know, the, they have alter egos there. They have their their professional presser ones, and then when you're in the locker room, and it's it's Different. it's like night and day. It's like, all right, yeah, I I know you didn't mean what you just said right there. You're just saying it just like. <laughs> Just, just to feed us some worms, you know, we're like the fish on the bait, you know, catching worms and stuff like that. That's what you guys are just doing for us. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's move on away from uh, the Car Brady drama and all that good stuff. Talk about a little bit of free agency. I think one of the biggest things that we're going to have or we're going to hope they see or hope we see they uh, address in free agency, the corner acquisitions. So oh I think we're going to disagree like on this one. do this every year. So. Well, yeah, we we do do this every year. Just since. the come, okay, just quarterback yeah. position. I swear to God, you could have said that statement and switched it from 2020 to 2014. That statement would have still held true, or 15, yeah, yeah. or 16, Definitely. or 17, or 18, <laughs> or 2008. Well, before that, I mean, these guys didn't find a quarterback. I mean, excuse me, a quarterback, dude, ever. Yeah. Even in the nominee days, like I mean, we were still looking for a second cornerback. We had one, but we never had two. Yeah, but brings me to the question, Byron Jones. It looks like he's gonna be able, he's gonna hit the open market for the Cowboys. Uh, I can't remember the exact quote, but Jerry Jones basically was kind of like Cooper and uh, Dak are our priorities, and then maybe it's between Robert Quinn and Byron Jones. But it seems like they're leaning towards Byron or uh, leaning towards Robert Quinn and letting Byron Jones walk. Personally, I would love it if they brought in Byron Jones. But I want to hear your take on this first, because I know we we're talking about this a little bit before we, the show. What what's uh what's the problem with Byron Jones? There's no problem with Byron Jones. The problem with investing so much money in one cornerback when you still have a shit ton of issues on your team. You don't give cornerbacks high sum of money. Sure, he's gonna produce and take away that one receiver. But what about the rest of them? What the hell you're gonna have? You're gonna te- you're gonna assign Daryl Worley to a cheap contract and have his ass cover, God knows what. And excuse me, cover would be a compliment. He's not gonna cover anyone. You're gonna have to hear Whitehead trying to stay out there in the zone. Like you forget, like I don't understand it. You don't sign these con these these cornerbacks to big ass lucrative deals. It never it hardly pans out. And if it does pan out, it doesn't pan out past one year. I mean, 
I remember the last time Raider Nation wanted the Raiders to sign after one big name free agent, Tremaine Johnson. How'd that work out for the Jets? You know, it, it, it just, dude, these deals never work out. And I remember looking before, I haven't looked at it right now, but I remember looking at, like, during the season, during the regular season, the top five cornerbacks who were paid in this league were, I believe, uh, I believe Josh Norman was in it. I know Xavier Rhodes was in it. Pretty much every corner in there was either not the same or they were on, they were on horrendous teams. Why? Because that team tied in so much of the salary cap into one player. You're just taking away one receiver, and that's not even always a given either. They can still ski offense can still scheme around the other side. And Byron Jones isn't even as locked down as like people want to think he is either. He's a great corner. I love watching him, but he's not as great shut down as you think he is anymore. I mean, like, I just I mean, if they can get him for a reasonable price, and I know they have the cap space, but I mean we're they there's gonna be it's just gonna be like where they're at always. It's like, all right, now look, he's he's performing good, but maybe he's dropping off and you know, you give them that deal, then people are going to start going, well, look, now we have issues in all these other places. Well, no, duh, you tied in so much of your money into one player who doesn't impact the game as well. Like, it's just, I just don't see, and this is coming from a guy who's so biased with corners. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll always root for corners and this stuff like that. But, I mean, you, I just don't tie in so much of the money into just one player. It just never works. I mean, I hear you. I I hear you on, you know, corners not panning out and tying in a bunch of money to him. But the thing is that I would like about Byron Jones is one, like you said, I think he's a damn good player. And two, they have a ton of money in cap space. They have the 50 million and I get like not just spending it to spend it. And I think the the thing that, you know, to negate a little bit of what you're saying is I think with Trayvon Mullen on the rookie deal and on a second round rookie deal, it's not like they're going to have it's like they can pay Byron Jones to take away one one wide receiver and they'll still have a good solid uh second corner and i mean as far as you know getting into the contract structures i think what they can do and what they've been good at in the last few years is front loading the deal so that when it does come time to you know maybe have to pay maybe have to pay tyro uh trayvon mullen and they can maybe get rid of uh byron jones if it's not working out well and i mean like at some point like you said like are they gonna rely on another rookie and are we gonna keep peppering the peppering the draft board with the um, rookies and rolling them out as, on the defense because at some point you're going to need to bring in some free agents and whatnot on, on defense to help you know balance everything out you know if it comes down to, to Corey littleton versus byron jones i'd probably lean toward littleton but that's a discussion for another day yeah or just any linebacker but i just feel like it's like you said it's been such a problem for them to have uh one or even two shut down corners in a while that I feel like you you got to go after the guy and see what it, see what you can do. I mean, he's a hell of a player, like you said. And at the end of the day, man, like you, you got to take your chances. And I just feel like uh, I feel like he's the guy to do it with. But to answer your question about the highest paid cornerbacks, and it is it definitely um definitely supports your theory. Right now is Xavier Howard, who again is a good player on yes, the Dolphins. Yes, that's, that's what I remember. Yeah, the Dol. I mean, he's a good again. Like, he's a good player, but the Dolphins they'd be just as bad or probably even a little bit worse what are mm-hmm. one one win worse or two wins worth without xavier howard tremaine johnson who you know I, I know there was people clamoring for him a few years ago i was very happy they let him let him go somewhere else and then xavier rhodes who had a bad year pat pete who's been a stud but i, mean, I don't the think he's been as had, much he yeah. hasn't been that good the last two three years i feel like he's so prepped oh up. he's definitely slid but when he was getting when he got his money, he was definitely a, like he's a free agent after. Oh, I guess it's not until 
after 2021 or after yeah. this year, actually, he'll be a free agent. But and then Kyle Fuller, Kyle Fuller. Sorry. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely not good. But I feel like at some point you got to take a chance, like just because the, the history's bad doesn't mean you, you stop trying if, if you know what I mean. I mean, it's just. And I and I have the guaranteed the guaranteed contracts pulled up on top five. And it's the same players you mentioned, you know, Pat Petrain Johnson, Desmond Trufant is on there. As well, he's not that bad, yeah. but is he top three? No. And how that how how the Falcons turn out this year? You know, the only yeah. one who's worth it on here is Stephon Gilmore. You know, Defensive Player of the Year, rightfully so. He's the only one because he, I mean, he's the only one worth it. At least they were actually they're still able to win and actually impact the game. And then yeah, like you said, Xavier Rhodes, and now Marcus Peters is up there. And as I keep going down, yeah. it's Malcolm But Malcolm Butler, which I don't think it's worth it. Malcolm Butler, that much money. Yeah. Janoris Jenkins, lot. AJ Bouye dropping off. I mean, come on, man. Look at all these names. Yeah. It's not, it's not <laughs> you're gonna make Byron Jones in that top ten. I mean, sure, does he deserve the contract? Of course he does. But I mean, don't be the one that gives it to him. <laughs> make someone else pay for it. I mean, yeah. come on, dude. It's like, all right, cool. You addressed one position. I, I'd rather have a good core of corners and shutdown ones you know it doesn't it's it's because it's not i it's not possible to have a bunch of shutdown corners the closest we ever saw to that was what the the jaguars two three years ago at yeah. that and that didn't even work out in the end but would you would you not think that trayvon and byron would be a good core of shutdown corners you're assuming that trayvon's gonna pan out and be a good one i mean if that if that's if that's what you hope for sure then you do i guess maybe sign him but still it's like all right how but- much how much is the cap hit going to hit? You're still going to have to address linebacker. You still need D-line help, for God's sakes. And once again, you're still you're, – it's just so much – it's just so much – they're banking on these players, and they really got to develop because there's also still Isaiah Johnson who can maybe come through in the end. Who knows? Maybe as yeah. a viable one. Slot corner is still one. LaMarcus Joyner is not a good slot corner. Please stop playing him there. You know, <laughs> it's like – you know, talk about a waste of money at this point. Just play him up top. You know, you still have safety to address. Carl Joseph is most likely walking. Yeah. Um, you know, sure you have Eric Harris there, but come in, come on. Just because you have two safety doesn't mean er- depth of safety is everything now. You know, with the big nickel and everything, running three safeties or rotational, whatever. Yeah. I mean, if if they're gonna overpay, I, w- I wish you know I'm I'm more about the per- about if they're gonna overpay a corner, overpay the slot corner. They do a lot more. That's harder sure. to do. You know, because because op- you know everyone operates out of the slot a lot. And if well, you're that's what they slot, tried to do last year. Yeah. And how did that work out? And at least like if you're gonna do that with. You know, operate from the slot. At least that means you're capable of, you know, kind of defending the run a little yeah. bit. Because you know, <clears throat> if you're playing the slot, you're playing closer to the line of scrimmage and everything. And it's just, uh, you know, it's it's not a knock. I just feel like if you're gonna spread the love on that money, at least like look elsewhere to have an overall product. Don't concentrate it on one focal point like a shutdown corner. Rather, concentrate it on like a, an amazing pass rusher, which aren't there aren't too many. In this field, I believe, which is what we'll talk no. about next week. Um, you know, I hope it's the hell I would not give Jay Davy and Clowney all that money. You know, I, I, no. it's, I don't trust him. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know, dude. It's just Byron I mean, I, Jones. I think, I think to push back a little bit on like Trayvon, it's like, I understand what you're saying. You know, it's been one good year and not even a full year, but I feel like you have to go off what you've seen. And like, yeah, I feel like you almost have to assume from an organization standpoint that. He's gonna at least maintain it. I mean, I mean, sure, I can I can hear you if you're saying, you know, one more year and see how the market goes next year. But I don't know. I I mean, I would be stoked if Byron got brought in. I know it's gonna be a lot of money, but I do hear you on, you know, 
spending a lot of spending a lot of money on just one position on a corner that you know like you can like you said can scheme around but at the end of the he, day i just yeah, i just no, don't think right. too much yeah because even if they front load the deal, even if they front load the deal, then it's like, all right, now you're just lessening this year and next year's cap too. Or if you back end it and say, even if Mullen does turn out to be good, now, well, great. Now you have two options to worry about, which obviously I think at that point they would just stick with Mullen because Byron Jones would be the older player. But it's, it's, it's going to be a lot of like future ideas they're going to have to think about as well at the same time. Who do you think is going to be pan out? But I mean, if there's any position you're gonna have to go heavy in, I feel like it has to be linebacker. No, not unless yeah. somehow, some ways, someone drops the twelve. I mean, shit. At this point, I wish the Raiders lost some more games, and then I say Simmons <laughs> would have been a possible option. But yeah, yeah. now we're here. Um, yeah, dude, this is just a lot. I mean, there's just a lot of things, you know. Yeah. Like, and then Byron Jones still has to want to come here. I mean, he knows the Raiders have the money, yeah. and he's gonna get the most of it. You know, thank God now they have the Nevada. The Nevada tax laws on their side, so they become they become a little bit more attractive as well. You know that that yeah. has that that helps with their leverage. So we'll see how that pans out. I mean, Byron Jones is a good player. I just I'm just not a believer in giving in giving a corner so much money because it just it just never works out. I mean, if it does, it's just one year, and then I don't think the Raiders are one year or, or like a one year team that can make a run at all. Even if they well maybe if they sign Brady, but I don't think they're gonna <laughs> sign Brady. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it's just. There's a lot of moving pieces they're gonna have to figure out. Yeah, no, I mean I hear you. I'm I'm with you. If you know if it came down to having to pay a, a cornerback or a linebacker, I'd lean towards linebackers. So hear you from that. Uh, let me ask you this: uh, What free agents would you like to see them go after then? If you're not if you're against Byron Jones, Are you looking for a bargain or anyone specific? Um. Uh, well, I mean it. Not well. Obviously, a bargain. Anyone compared to his contract is going to be a bargain. I mean, yeah. Well, I can tell you one player to avoid: James Bradbury. I heard he was looking for 15 million <laughs> annual. Like, what the hell are you talking about, dude? You just. I mean, he yeah, looks. He ridiculous. looked promising, but I mean, it's like, hey, man, you need to taper your skill down. Maybe like, you know, try to prop up your work. So that's one player to stay away from. Um, personally, you know, I just talked about slot, and I remember last year when I was writing for Just Blog Baby, I, I mentioned Brian Poole as a target because he could play in the slot very good. And look, he did mm-hmm. that with the Jets. I would love for the Raiders to go out to Brian Poole. And then, hey, LaMarcus, go back up top and cover for Carl Joseph's old spot or Eric Harris, whatever, because since Harris can play box a little bit, a little pretty good. And then there's also Jonathan Abram, um, who's mm-hmm. expected to come back. So, yeah, I think you if you sign Brian Poole, at least like you have you you have a good slot corner who can play in the box with the numbers among the linebackers. You have Abram, who can hopefully play coverage and play in the box, and Harris, who can play coverage in box and – you know, Joiner, who hopefully you want to keep up there, maybe even a little bit in the box. Who, who knows? You know, we talked. I talked about this last year with you about, uh, you know, what Gunther wanted to play like a multiple set formation with with the uh, safeties. And as soon as Abrams, I think, got knocked out, that kind of ruined yeah. it a lot. Kind of forced his hand a little bit. Um, you know, I, I would definitely, yeah, like I would love Brian Poole just get that get that slot corner back a little bit. Um, I know Chris Harris is going to be another big name people want to talk about. And I feel like even Gruden would be interested in him. I feel like Gruden would love yeah. him since obviously he's gotten the closer look with him the last two years with the Broncos. Um, a little up there in age, 31 years old, and has slid a little bit. But he's still a very – he's still a top corner in this league, yeah. no doubt. And that's because he can play slot. If you really want to cash on on slot, go for Chris Harris. But I just feel like, hey, you know, you just talked about the, the bargain. You know, Brian Poole is 27 years old. He's not going to cost nearly as much as Chris Harris, and at least maybe he could have a future. So if you're going – on slot corner go a little brian Poole. if i'm looking about maybe like outside type of player um maybe even 
maybe even inquire about Eli Apple. You know, he wouldn't be cost too much. He's not someone Ooh. who's going to be a big time player. Hey, I'm just talking about players who just mean maybe you hope on potential. You know, yeah. your favorite player, your favorite, maybe even look at a Logan Ryan type of deal. Who knows? He he did a, he did pretty strong out there. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's just some players you can look at. The thing I like about Logan Ryan out of all those, the one thing I don't like about him is, you know, he's kind of getting up there in age too. But what I like about Logan is he's actually, I mean, he's better as a slot corner, but he's actually pretty good when covering the outside too. And I feel like that would be, that'd be a good thing for what they like to do. Because I mean, Gunther, as we know, likes those, likes those versatile players. And I mean, you know, he doesn't have to come out the field. Whereas like a guy like Brian Poole, who I like too, you know, as a slot corner, you know, he's, he's not really a, an outside guy. He's kind of like, I'm looking at his PFF uh, free agent guide and they're, they're basically saying he's exclusively a slot corner. And it's just, uh, I just don't know. I mean, for deciding between those two guys, I got to go towards lean towards Ryan just because he has that a little bit more versatility. Yeah. One guy I do want to bring up before we wrap things up is Trey Wayans. You know, I know we're talking about, I know he's not like, you know, one of the top guys in the class, but from what you're talking about before, he could be a, a decent value where he's not going to be this big contract. And he's been a decent player in Minnesota. And I mean, if you think about it, Gunther is a, um, a Mike Zimmer disciple. So I don't, I don't know how different their playbooks are, but I feel like the learning curve would be a lot better. What do you think about him? Uh, he wouldn't be bad. He wouldn't be bad at all. You know, I mean, he definitely became the best corner last year because Xavier Rose was dog crap. <laughs> yeah. Um, can't believe that guy dropped down. I used to love watching him. But um, Trey Wayne's wouldn't be bad. Trey Wayne wouldn't be bad. He's not a great corner. He's a good one. Yeah. Um, don't think he would he would drain the he would drain the cap too much. Um, he's someone he's, who's who's gonna get some good money. Say the Raiders sign him, he's gonna get some good money, and he's someone the Raider fans are gonna complain about a lot because he's gonna make some good plays and he's gonna get burned on a couple of yeah. them. And, his problem a lot is I see he's just getting beat deep or on some double double move plays and that's that's a little issue right there. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know you bring up you know he's a Mike Zimmer disciple and you know that's that is two similar uh, two similar systems with Paul Gunther and those two. If there's if there's honestly one corner one Vikings corner I want the Raiders to really go hard on it's Mackenzie Alexander. And we just talked about slot. How about that guy? He's younger. He's 26 years old, and he did yeah. he did a great job. Went healthy. Did a great job with that team. Mm-hmm. And I think he's someone who definitely has the coverage skills. Uh, I don't think he's don't think he's as great as playing close up to the line of scrimmage. You know, he's a little bit on like the you know he's not really a great hitter or someone's gonna stick his nose in there. But I mean. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, once again, and you, you love saying this, if you're lying on your corners to make those plays and you have a little bit of issues, I mean, I know slot corner yeah. demands a little more, but hey, if, if this guy can at least like be a great, like a good stout coverage guy, then who cares if he can play up to the line? You can just psych him out and substitute yeah. that with Abrams up there or something like that and just make him play high. So I would love from Mackenzie Alexander up there, and I'm not really sure how his market value, I think he might be able to demand maybe 10 a year. And as I'm looking on spot check, yeah, it's a little under 10 a year. It's about 8.4, which is not bad. That would be a good yeah. thing. He's a, I mean, he really is a good, a good slot corner, man. And you know, along with Brian Poole, we're, as we're talking about, as we're talking about uh, slot corners, you know, Logan Ryan. At least this guy is the young, the youngest of them all, and could still get better. You know, he's from Clemson as well, so that would <laughs> there we go. That the Raiders are trying to accomplish yeah. there, so uh, it just fits the mold. You know, Trey Wayne's is not a bad option. Mackenzie Alexander, I would love. You know, it's it's all these players. These all like nice, good, like middle upper tier players who won't kill the cap so much. They can still be like, hey, he's a great piece right there. Now we can just 
try to, you know, just pull around it all. You know, I thought that's why they traded for Khalil Mack. It's like, hey, we don't want to just invest so much money to one player. We want to split the cost and put it everywhere, another piece. So, I, yeah. mean, I mean, of course, like, we, I'm assuming, of course, of course, I'm, a, I'm under the premise that they're going to sign Byron Jones under a great lucrative deal, which I feel like, of course, he's going to want. Why would he settle for less, especially mm-hmm. for a team? For a team that has a bunch of cap, um, especially for well, he could sell for a little bit less because he's not gonna get well, he's not gonna get taxed as hard as compared to other places. But, but he I mean, wouldn't in Texas either. That's right, right. He wouldn't in Texas either. But it's not like the Cowboys would have been able to pay him anyway. So that's the difference. Yeah. Um, it's just yeah, it's just those are some good players right there. I would I would think, and then of course you know, a player that I definitely hope they don't <laughs> they don't like. Is Josh Norman? Just stay away from any of those oh, platinum players. Don't sign Josh Norman, Gruden. Don't fall for the don't fall for the trap. Yeah, Gruden, if you're listening, <laughs> we'll go. Byron Jones, we'll say a meh, maybe. Obviously, we we differ on that. Logan Ryan, Trey Wayans, Brian Poole, uh, Mackenzie Alexander, we'll go after. But please stay the hell away from Josh Norman. I no, mean, no, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I just feel like people who are clamoring for Josh Norman at this point are clamoring for the name on the back of the jersey. Like oh, they remember, they remember like that Super Bowl run that they had with the Panthers, and he's just been crap ever since. Like he was terrible in Washington. Put it this way: someone put it, uh, uh, someone pointed it out that I thought was pretty money is Ron Rivera when he was in Carolina had no problem letting Josh Norman walk away, and Ron Rivera, who mind you is also a defensive-minded coach. When he takes over in Washington, is cutting uh, is cutting Josh Norman. That should tell you all you need to know about Josh Norman. Exactly. Like, Ron Rivera is a stuck up. I mean, excuse me, not a stuck up guy. What's, what's the right word? Like stand up. Stand up guy. Excuse me. I don't know why I said stuck up guy. Um, <laughs> he's like a phenomenal guy, a great coach. So that's saying a lot. Um, yeah. But that's every year, dude, in free agency. Why people? Oh yeah, back of the names. You know, they fall in love with people from years in the past, and actually watch them this year, which is a little bit why I think everyone's doing with Brady. And which is I, at that point, I can I can I can understand, you know, it's the greatest player yeah. of all time. That's that. If, if there's anyone you're going to fall for a name, it's him. So I don't blame yeah. people for that. I yeah. just don't think people really watched him as hard or you really saw it. But, that, you know, that's the point. Circling back to the cornerback position. I feel like there's not. I feel like the Raiders somehow can't mess this up. Although, of course, they it seems like they always do a little bit. But I feel like <laughs> this year, as I'm looking over again, there's a lot of good. There's a lot of good talent there, and I think that's what's going to – there's a lot of good talent. There's not a lot of great talent, which is why I think Byron Jones, once again, is going to get cashed out and why I still think, you know, go for those middle to upper tier guys, man. There's a, there's a ton of them. Let someone else fall for Byron Jones. And if at least <laughs> if you go for those upper – those middle upper tier guys from the get-go, you know, they're, they're going to – there's they still – you're not going to have to overpay for them either because then they know they're, they're under Chris Harris. They know they're under, they're under Byron Jones. They know mm-hmm. they might even they might even be under someone like Prince of Mucamero, who's been pretty good late of lately. I mean, I know the Bears cut him, and I, once again, of course, he got mentioned. I don't I don't personally want him. That's that's <laughs> one player I hope the Raiders yeah. avoid. You know, avoid him. Um, avoid Vernon Hargraves. You know, I know it would yeah. sound like a good little flyer, but he's definitely from what I read when they cut him is he just has some motor issues. He literally gives up on plays, and that's not <laughs> that's a no no. Let's not let's yeah. not give up on plays. Yeah, Gruden's not going to fly with that either. But a good overall corner class, yeah. and as long as they address it. I mean, Byron Jones can sign to that contract. You know, we move forward as long as he, you know, hopefully does what he's supposed to and locks down that guy. It's just ah, it's it's just always hard. But point is, yeah, corner address yeah. it. Hopefully, hopefully this is the off season. They found <laughs> the answer. 
And that would be tight if Tra- Trayvon Mullen really steps it up and it's like, great, for the first time, Raiders have two solid corners. Yeah, would be nice. I guess we can, we can dream at this point, right? Or just go on Madden, just boost the ratings. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right, that's all we got for you guys this week. Jose, where can the people find you? At Jay Sanchez. I get at me, people. And you can find me on Twitter at mholder95. If you're not following the pod, follow us on Twitter at, at SweetFly. Give us those five-star reviews wherever you can. Other than that, until next week. Hey, loves it.